Good evening, good evening on this awesome, the last Sunday night in August 2021. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. Our pastors did extremely well this morning in all the different meetings that we had while I was in Pretoria. And uh, grateful to be back again. And uh, let's pray for a minute for Louisiana. There's a hurricane on its way, and we have authority and power. And they say this is bigger than whatever Louisiana ever had before, bigger than Katrina. And we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We take charge over that thing. We speak life and life in resurrection power of Jesus against that storm. We say, storm, you will not harm, you will not hurt. And in the name of Jesus, change your direction in the mighty name of Jesus. Will you pray that and keep on praying because the devil is a liar and his pants is on fire. Now, I was listening this morning while I was driving. My word, I think the world stopped there on the other side of Pretoria, buffled something, whatever it may be. And uh, so part, part, I could pick up some of the services and uh, Pastor Jeff did extremely well. And the group is back from Oatsorn. And we say phenomenal for Beaufort West and everywhere where we had services. But tonight I want to share and just pick up. Because we have seen the month of August is so important. Because what we said, it's a month of new beginning, new hope, and higher dimensions that we can move in. And we must build strong. God doesn't want you to build weak or be mediocre, just exist or just be a survivor or just successful. You were designed for impact to change the world. What encouraged me always in my life to think God chose us, his church, his believers above angels who immediately hearken to the voice and obey of God. Now, we always, when God says something, do that, give that, so that, bless this, and, and go there. Then we want four confirmations, three Googles, two black cats, and a rainbow over your car. And then you say, okay, this is God. And here God comes and he says, you are the person I have chosen on the face of the earth to change the world. Wow. What a great God. Believe in us as human beings that we can do it. That's why we've seen four areas that you need to build very strong so that you can complete your life mission on the face of the earth. We're here for a mission. That's why we're not seasoned. If somebody said, I'm just here for a season, I close like a muscle. I don't listen further because we're not seasoned people. We reason people. And this is what scripture says. That's what Jesus was for reason. And he was our model. And we need to follow the model, the perfect model. So my word, anybody that follow anything except what Jesus said and what Paul and Peter and and, 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 and James and John and everybody, you're going to be in trouble. 
because they were models and they modeled Jesus and we need to model Jesus too. That's why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that is our life mission on the face of the earth. To be people of impact. Somebody say impact. My word, God wants you to impact the world. And we'll watch the first Sunday we shared, you need to build a strong spirit. My word. Paul addressed the Christians and he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Even in the Old Testament, God wants his people to be strong. <laughs> he greeted Gideon sitting at the threshing floor. He's so depressed, so oppressed, so compressed. And listen how he greets him, mighty man of valor. And God said, he said, we're the least of the clan. God didn't see the least. God saw a mean a fighting machine in Gideon. And Gideon and 300 men <laughs> overpowered the enemy. He told Joshua, be strong, be full of courage. My word. Think you live 40 years with complaining and moaning and grown people that try to derail the destiny of God when the 12 spies went in the land. 10 came back negative, as negative as can be. But two men, Joshua and Caleb, they said, God said it, let's do it. And the 10 men overpower everything now we are numbers 13, 14, 15, that God got upset, if I can paraphrase it. And he said, what you said is what you're going to have now. For every day you were there, that's going to be here. So he said, and you will not enter into the promises of God. Of that whole generation, 40 years later, two people, the ones Joshua and Caleb, was the only ones that came out of Egypt <laughs> that entered into the promises of God. Be strong. God wants you to be strong. Build a strong spirit. Faith comes by hearing. That's why I need to hear the word, my word. Otherwise, you're going to look on the outside strong and well taken care and the hair groomed and the ladies false eyelashes on the right place and the makeup. And the men, my word, they look, we say you can pull them through a ring. But inside sits a West Coast bockum. The spirit man looks like, this looks like Bolton there from the Northwest. Texas jerky, we say in America. Well, God said, be strong in the spirit. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Second Sunday in August, we said, why must I manage my soul? Because there's four areas, my spirit, my soul, and body. And then we saw the three pillars that we had to build on the third one, and then strong relationships. So you need to have a strong spirit, a strong soul dimension, a strong body taking care of your body, and strong financial and strong relationships. If you want to complete your life mission, that's the instruction of God in the Bible to be strong. And then 
the third Sunday, well, the second Sunday we say, why do I need? Because my mind controls my life. Who controls your mind has your feet. Second reason, because your mind is the battlefield. That's where the war, Satan dropped the bombs in your mind. Birds can fly over your head, but they don't need to make nests there. Don't eat everything for sweet cake. The media and he said and she said and that lady on the, the WhatsApp, my folks, my Lord, that's negative. God sees the end from the beginning. He knows exactly how everything is going to end. And then we said it's the key to happiness and peace. It's when you renew your mind daily with the word of God. Now, I know they, they, they cover that also this morning, but I'll just refresh your mind. Then the third Sunday, we spoke about the three pillars that I need to build a strong soul because my spirit man is in contact with the spirit world. My physical body is in contact with the natural world and my mind is in between. Now, we had an interesting weekend, Friday funeral, Yesterday a funeral. I we yesterday Pastor Lanzel did the funeral and I did the wedding in Pretoria. Now you see, this is how our life is going on. But you need to build on three strong pillars. Otherwise, if you keep on thinking like the gentleman from Stellenbosch that sat next to me on the aeroplane, he said he cannot think negative, then he feels like cutting his uh, wrist. He said, that's why we need, I said, that's what I preach. <laughs> Second reason, or the th first pillar is, feed your mind with truth. F-E-A-R, fear, means false evidence appears real. <laughs> Not everything that Satan created and, and this propaganda and the fear tactic and my word, to bring doubt and unbelief. I sat with people. I sat this week with people negative, defeated, no hope. And then we need to bring them hope. But it starts off, feed your mind with truth. You are what the word says you are. And that couple that sent me this most phenomenal message while I was on the airplane my word about what the keys of faith mean. That's why I do the keys of faith. Listen, feed your mind with truth. Second pillar, free your mind from destructive thoughts. You are not defeated. You are not hopeless. You're not going to die. <laughs> and if you die and you know Jesus, you're going to live forever. But don't let I say to somebody also, I said, I cannot wait. And like people sit and wait, COVID is going to kill me. COVID, I understand we've lost phenomenal people and it's heartbroken. But you can die of a heart attack. You can die in a car accident. You can go and sleep and never wake up. Don't sit now and be in locked in your mind. Yeah, follow the protocol to protect yourself. But free your mind from destructive thoughts. And the third pillar we had to build on was focus your mind on what heaven, I have the mind of Christ. And then this morning or last weekend, we spoke about build a strong 
financial foundation. Because how does it start? God is my source, not my job, not my business, not my investment, not the lotto, not whatever. God is your source. Any other thing is just the channel. Second thing that we said there is honor God with the first. Don't pay first this one, that one, and then God gets the leftovers. No, it says honor the Lord first with your first fruits, not with the leftovers. Because when I honor God, he will open the floodgates of heaven above my life. And that's what we live by, family. And then we've seen, give God 10%, save 10%, use the 80% for whatever, because, and keep a record of what you are doing. My word, and that was powerful. I had a great reaction. And if you respond to the word, you will have the results of the word. And then this morning they start speaking on, <laughs> you must be connected because if you want to build strong, you've got to be connected. God never called you to make it on your own. That's not biblical. More than 58 times in the Bible, in the New Testament, <laughs> My word, the Bible mentioned about connections. And you need to be connected because what we saw this morning, for me to complete my life mission, remember this now and it's going to help you. It's not about you, not about me, not about I and myself. I was standing at the airport when I arrived in Cape Town at the ATM, and there was a gentleman in front of me. He spent 15 to 12, 15 minutes. And uh, I thought, and he stand there. He can just stand aside, but he stood there. And he said, I need to deposit. Later on, I said, okay, sir, you just go ahead. Finish whatever you want to do, do it. Because it was, and I've learned this. It's never about you. you cannot be selfish. I will survive. Yeah, it's in that survival thing that people become self-centered. And this is the danger of covet and Christianity or the followers of Christ. If you are a true follower of Christ, it's never about you. Never about me. Not about me. Lockdown is not about me. <laughs> the pastors that this morning did better than what I ever can do. It's all about God. It's in him that we live, we move, and have our being. God wants you to be strong. That's why the first word of Loftal, the L stands for love in action. You're going to be strong. Love is never single. <laughs> love is about community, about other people. How terrible must it be to be married 30, 40, 50, two years, one year, five months, and it's just about that one person. And I've seen, I've counseled people. It's all about me, 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 me. And that's the most dangerous place to be. Because if you want to build strong, build a strong spirit, strong soul and body and mind, 
Hold a strong financial base. Start where you are. And build strong relationships to be connected. And I'm going to show you some truths here this night that's going to help you. Because if God is not first, who are you living for? I've seen that in church boards and I've seen that in leadership. It's about my position. It's what I can do. It's never about the people and the community and about God. And this is very dangerous. Now, because the scripture is so phenomenal, Paul says, we are in a battle. <laughs> if you don't know it, you are in a war. And I've said it over and over when I counsel people. I said, don't think the devil is going to fold his arms and let you complete God's mission for your life. He will fight you because he knows you can be dangerous. He knows you have authority. He know revelation brings that God lives inside of you. You are filled with the spirit, the God that lives in you. The unmeasurable, the unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power is in you and for you. If you can believe, so Satan will fight you. And that's why he said, Paul addressed the Christians. What I said in Ephesians chapter 6, and he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His might. Now, what is our biggest enemy? Ignorance. The devil knows he's defeated when you have revelation. Because revelation, that's why Paul addressed the Christians in Ephesians chapter 1. And he said, I pray that you may know and understand. Knowing is not enough, you must understand. People know the scripture, but they don't understand it. They have their own interpretations. He says that you may know and understand the hope of your calling. That's why I pray, he said, that your mind must be enlightened, the eyes of your understanding, so that you can know ignorance. And that's what the prophet Isaiah spoke as the mouthpiece of God. The prophet Hosea, Isaiah chapter 5, and Hosea chapter, uh, Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, Because of a lack of knowledge, my people perish. Isaiah 5 says, Because of a lack of knowledge, ignorance, my people are going into captivity. They were free once upon a time, but now they become slaves. And that's why they cannot fulfill the priestly calling upon their lives to have access and boldness in the throne room. Ignorance. There's no medicine for stupidity. <laughs> Not a discipline. How do I get information that becomes a revelation by hearing the word, reading the word, studying the word, feed your mind with the word, not with nonsense. Though all the actors named, date of birth, Elizabeth Taylor, how many husbands she had, Michael Jackson, all the songs, Abba, whatever people are watching, listen to, and my word, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and whatever. But if you say, what is the scripture saying there? They say, is that in the Bible? I don't know. This is the key. Feed your mind with truth. 
Free your mind of destructive thoughts. Focus your mind on the instruction of the word. Because our battle, he says, is against principalities and forces and the wicked spirits and evil forces of darkness. And Satan's strategy never changed. (laughs) Satan wants to dilute and pollute believers in order. Dilute and pollute believers. He doesn't need to, to pollute and dilute the world. He's already got them. Dilute and pollute believers in order, listen, to render them by word, to be ineffective for Christ and what Christ wants us, what Jesus instructs us to go and make disciples. Somebody told me, I don't have time to tell other people I battle myself to get in heaven. Wow. He said, don't you understand this battle we're fighting? Satan's strategy through ignorance and through propaganda and all the negativity and all the news and all the Arashia news and all the e-news and all the TV news and newspaper news and WhatsApps (laughs) and Facebook wants to have you ineffective so that he can render you powerless not to fulfill your life mission. God has a great mission for you. He sees you as that world changer, the one that will shake the planet. Well, Gustav, I don't... No, no, Paul says we are not moving by what we feel. We move by the word. This is the thing. Because if he can get you and bring you into a place where you no longer, listen, no who you are. He wants to bring you to a place where you no longer know who you are and whose you are and where you are and what you are. He wants you to lose your identity, listen, family, (laughs) so that he will use your identity for his evil purposes on the face of the earth. People don't know who they are. They don't know whose they are. Who do they belong to? If you in Jesus, you belong to heaven. You're God's property. You're called, if you are led by the Spirit, the sons and daughters of God. Cannot be go and say, okay, I, I don't like pizza, so I'll eat at, at, at McDonald's. And then I don't like McDonald's, I'll eat at Burger King and And you go around and later on you don't know what you like and what don't you like. And you don't know where you are, who you are, whose you are, and to whom you belong to. This is the strategy of the enemy. Then he knows separation comes from the kingdom and God's righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then he knows you are separated. He wants to separate people 
from Matthew 6, 33, kingdom living. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Find out how God is operating and do it just as God is doing and God asks us to do it. Then all the money and the fame and the cars and whatever you want will be added to you. This is a lot of people first look for the fame and the nice car, the nice house and a lot of money. And then they hurt themselves and become bitter and angry against God. But the Bible says people make foolish decisions. And then when things doesn't work out, they're angry with God. It's not God. It's a time that I must say it's me. I made the wrong choice. I've made wrong choices. I had to repent. And this is the, the phenomenal thing. Because... <coughs> Who you are, listen, who you are, who you are, is derived from know who you are in relationship with. If you want to know who you are, who are you having a relationship with God or with whom? This is important because then if you don't know, you lose your identity and you act like somebody you are not. You operate in false situations. That's what people, they Christians, and then suddenly Satanists, and then, no, I believe in Buhai, and then they have these Hebrew roots things that I call, they get Jewish flu, and then they... <laughs> Change their names, no longer uh, Marta or John. They've got all these. That's baloney. Have no eternal value. You're called the son of God, daughter of God. Oh my word, the heir of God, the joint heir of Jesus. That's enough. What is the other nonsense? There's an identity crisis in the church world today. Because people, listen, are not focusing and feeding their minds and free their minds from destructive thoughts so that truth can lead them. The Holy Spirit function is what? He will lead and guide me in all truth. Now the new, the new tendons now in, in, the, in the nations. God told me, God. I mustn't belong to no church. I'm not called for one congregation. Wow. I wish God wants to tell me that. I would be the first one to pack my bags <laughs> and sit there at Hawaii at the beach or here in <laughs> at the waterfront or wherever. That's strange. God's instruction is family, community. You must be connected because you can never make it on your own. God created Adam, said it's no, not good for man to be alone. And how many times in scripture, and there's 10 reasons why you cannot do it on your own, why God wants you to be connected. Well, let me give you three of that 10. <laughs> Listen, this is so phenomenal. Why is connection so important? Because I have the model Jesus. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Me and the Father are one. 
He said, it's for your benefit that I go. Because the Holy Spirit will come. And they are all in one, in connection, in harmony. Now, now, the people have all these philosophies and teachings. And the Bible call it teachings of devils. Stands in the Bible. Why God is saying. And why are in connections so important? Number one. We were created for belonging. For connection. Listen. For relationship. A baby that's born without parents becomes a, you just said it, an orphan. Somebody who separates him from his family becomes a prodigal. Jesus gave the, <laughs> he gave the parable. By word. Somebody who doesn't do it out of his full heart are no longer a son and daughter. They become hirelings. And the wolves want to devour them. So why is it important that I must be connected? Scripture gives us the instruction and why connections are so important. Why do you think people wear brands? They will pay for the same thing in Edgar's, but it's at the brand store a thousand rand more. <laughs> I bought a whole outfit of Adidas, the track suit, pants, jacket, plus the sneakers, the tackies. I paid under 500 bucks for all three. And I wear it from 2017 and I've still got some here. And uh, when I get at the airports, people say, oh, expensive for the uh, they're at Belleville Station at the Somalia shop. And they look at it. They say, no, this is brand. I don't wear brands. Why does people need a brand? Zara. <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Even if it's a fake. Why do they need it? Because it gives them the ability to belong. They want to belong to something that's important. Because they, even if it's clothes or a handbag or shoes or suitcases, they wear it because they want to feel important and to belong. Why will you walk around, advertise for somebody else, their stuff? Because of belonging, connection. They want to be connected to that. <laughs> I sat after we preached in the big uh, velodrome and I was the keynote speaker. And I, we've seen salvations and miracles and stuff happened. And then afterwards there at the tea and the cookie and the, and the one gentleman said, now where that comes from, I don't know. My shoes are more expensive than your car monthly payment. It's imported from Italy. And I look at his shoes and I think, Lord Jesus, <laughs> he said he paid 6000 for that. I have the same shoes on from Chinatown, <laughs> 299 exactly the same. And I thought, my word. Other one said, my suit material costs 
79 American dollars are important. I thought, my Lord, I've dressed out of pep stores, Ackermans, if you want to be smart, A.C. Kermans. <laughs> In America, we say Target, that's the Target store. And uh, I, I've met with people, I say, where do you get that shirt? I said, Walmart, $5. I will not wear it. I buy from Banana Republic. I say, okay. See, people want to feel important. And that's why they want to. Now, if you wear brands, praise the Lord, go for it, do whatever you want. But I'm asking because we were made not to be alone. We were made to be connected. In prison, when they put people separate from all, that's the greatest punishment they could give a prisoner. Lock him up for 21 days in a dark cell without any connection, without anybody here speaking voices, anything. They say that's the worst punishment because people go off their minds then. Because we were not made to be alone. Now, I want to cut this short. <laughs> My word. The second thing. Why do I need out of that ten? Because connections or relationships balance my life. Have you seen spoiled brats? Nobody can cope with them. Because they are not connected. That's all. I want that. And I'll show you. And they'll go to the extreme. Without relationships and connections, we go out of balance. Say after me. I don't Know it all. That was quite difficult to get out of our mouths. Say another thing with me. Say, I cannot make it alone. You've been married to somebody a very long time and that person, they got divorced or died or whatever. How do you feel? You're suicidal, you're depressed, you're oppressed. You cannot look tomorrow in the face. Why? Because you cannot make it on your own. And the same with us as children of God. My word. Without a connection, we go to the extremes. We become reckless without responsibility. And we lose perspective of life. How more we are connected. Listen. How more we have perspective and we can focus. Because 58 times in Scripture, <laughs> the word is used, New Testament, one another, one another, care for one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, greet one another, <laughs> love one another. The Bible is full of one another, not your own. Third thing, why do I need to be connected? Connections give strength to us. It is strength. Emotionally, physically, and spiritually. When you go through something and you connect it with, with somebody and you know we've lost children's mother, my sister, my mother, you've lost a lot of people. What carried you through? People send me, 
if it was not for my Lovedal family, my own family, rejected, I wouldn't make it. When we connect it, then it builds, it brings strength. You know you're weak, but that other person is strong and they can help you to come through something. Listen, family, and the reason is why we need to be connected to the church, to Christ's body, to the local church. Now the new revelation is, and that's from the pit of hell, that the local church is the, the, the prostitute of Babylon. If people tell that, rebuke them, and sometimes say, I'm going to give you the fivefold ministry in a first form, because it's blasphemy. The church, the local church is Christ's vessel. It's the vehicle. It's the only vehicle that God can use where Christ is the head. Now people say, no, you misunderstood that. I don't belong to a local church. I said, now where do you go? I go here, I go there. I, oh, okay, you like a rabbit. You jump from carrot to carrot and from hole to hole. <laughs> and you never root it. Root it. You'll hear the last scripture I read in the next few minutes. You must belong. Belonging was Jesus' whole motivation. Jesus went to church. Where did his parents found him at the age of 12? In the temple. <laughs> you say we, we have these, I thought, at dogma. Doch. If you say what they can do, let say, Brookie. My word. Now this is the thing. Why? 80% of this nation are Christians and we don't move this nation. Why? Of these false teachings and the error. And Jesus said, in that day I will say, I ne Lord, I prophesied, I healed the sick. He said, I never knew you. You know what that word means? You never had a relationship with me. You were never in agreement with me. That's a very scary scripture. So why do I need to believe, belong? I need to be connect because it brings balance, my word. And it brings my, the phenomenal thing. It, it brings balance in my life. It brings uh, strength in my life. And it helps me to complete God's journey on the face of the earth. Because it's only... The connections, the only connection on the face of the earth that's going to last is your spiritual family because it will last for eternity. And that's God's church, his body. <laughs> it's going to last. We're going to be together forever. Isn't that amazing? Now let me help you here with something so powerful. Why? Do I need to be connected as a church member? Now, the moment when I say member, I see people say institution. Is membership in the Bible? Show me. That's what the whole Bible is about. Where do you think the word member comes from? Comes out of the Bible. <laughs> the words we use so frequently, it's in the Bible. I want to show you something tonight to help you to understand because, listen, 
There's a difference between attenders and members. Different. Attenders are going to an event. <laughs> a member, by word, belongs to a family. Church is not an event. It's a family you belong to. That's the difference. Now, you cannot be just an attender. <laughs> Jesus had crowds. They attend. But they never commit. He had people that persecute and find fault all the time. Scribes and Pharisees. They want him to be crucified. And then you had the committed. And God is bringing the attenders, the, 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 the followers, the audience back into a close relationship with him. Because we are, and I'm going to give you the scripture tonight. The church offers you four things in a relationship. You cannot get anywhere in the face of the earth. You cannot get it. To belong gives you four, four things. Four things. And that's so powerful. Number one, it connects me. That I'm God's part of God's eternal temple. <laughs> the dwelling place. Don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Now, now it, 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 it helps you to connect to Christ's body. It helps you, family, to connect with the power of God. And it makes me part of God's family. It's only... The Christian church that can offer you that. Nothing else. I know there's a lot of angry people and disappoint people. And it's because we need to turn back to Jesus. Somebody that sits amongst the drunkards and they had a, a bar fight. He don't say, I'm not going back next Friday night to that bar. Next Friday he's there. He's the big mouth. And he say, it's all on me. <laughs> He goes back, but we Christians, if somebody step on your ingrow toner, I'm not going ever there again. Satan will try to fight you. I had people tell me God said, I said, okay, let me pray. And there's phenomenal churches close to us. I'm not saying we're the only one. I can help you with a few, and I'm in friendship with pastors and people. But you must be connected. It cannot be a loose standing thing. A tree that's replanted every week in different soil dies at the end. Wow. Listen to the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5. Out of the TEV translation. First they gave themselves, <laughs> themselves to the Lord. And then by God's will. They gave themselves to us as well. Now, I know the pastors in all the services touches this this morning. So what I need to give myself, they gave themselves, listen, to the Lord, and then by God's will, they gave themselves to us as well. We need to give ourselves that we can be part of the family. Romans 12, 5, good GW translation. Even though we are many individuals, Christ makes us one body 
and individual who are connected to each other. Did you hear the word connected in the Bible? We are connected to each other. Oh, my word. So, what must I do? Listen what Paul writes to the Christians in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Don't you realize that all of you together are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? You are the temple of God, but together, if the same Spirit lives in me and in you and the next one, we will be connected in unity. I've seen 10 people in the room and <laughs> years ago I was in the service, the one stand up speaking tongues and interpret. And the Lord say, thus say of the Lord, we are in the promised land, it's now time. Then another person went, <laughs> that one said, no, the Lord said she's lying. <laughs> You're not in yet. You need to go first through the river Jordan. <laughs> I said, oh, my word. So I stood up. I said, now, who of you two, are we in or are we out? See, that's not God. God speaks the same thing. He can never contradict his word. God told me not to pay tithes. God told him not to give it to, to support his business. God told me I mustn't belong. I belong to all the churches. Wow. Read Ephesians. Read <laughs> all the, the seven churches. It was a local church. Ephesus and Philadelphia and Laodicea. Right to the angel, to the pastor, the leader. <laughs> See, we have this thing. Before you have a full revelation of Jesus, the book of Revelation chapter 1 and 2 what happened to John when he heard the voice? He turned around and he first saw the golden, seven golden candlesticks. He first saw the seven churches. Then he saw the one like the Son of Man, Jesus, amongst that. So if I want a revelation of Jesus, I need first to understand the church, the local church. I want to understand the local church or have a revelation. I need to understand Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I can get doves at our door and letters and WhatsApps and say, hey, we don't agree. It's okay. I just want to do what the Bible says. You can have opinion. Opinions like noses, everybody's got one. But I want to do what Jesus do. Time is too short. People are dying. The whole families are wiped out. We, we can tell you stories. I don't have time to waste anymore. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to. I can only tell people what the word of God is saying. We need to get the harvest, push them, thrust the laborers into the harvest field. Because the harvests are plenty, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, but the laborers are few. Ephesians chapter 2, 21, he says, we who believe are carefully joined together. We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. This letter was written to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21. And listen what Ephesians 2 says, uh, 2, 22. And in Christ... You are being built together. Do what? Built together to become a dwelling place in which God's live by his spirit. There's three things that you cannot do on your own out of these three scriptures. 
You cannot be a, a shrine <laughs> and say, I'm the holy temple of the Holy Ghost. No, together. In that building, it's not the building. But the Bible instructs us, don't neglect that. <laughs> That's instruction. It's when we join together as people. Listen, scripture, New Testament. New, somebody sent me a text and say, stop preaching what Paul says. He was false. <laughs> you can only listen to Peter. And that's a pastor because he got Jewish flu. <laughs> Let me just land. Three things out of these three scriptures. The word there came out, all of you together. Join together and build together. All of you together, join together, and build together. The three scriptures I was reading, that's the three powerful words that came out there. Say it, I cannot do it on my own. You cannot. God never called you to be an island. He called you to be joined together. Because, and then the scripture says, in 1 Timothy 3.15, he says, The church of the living God is the pillar, the pillar, and the foundation of the truth. What is the church of the living God? A pillar and the foundation of the truth. Not lies, not deception. Because Satan knows the power of unity Think about that. One will set a thousand to flee, two, ten thousand. Where a thousand people and a hundred and five hundred and twenty thousand people comes together standing and, and whatever. Think how many demons will flee. My word. Now, he says, now a lot of people, attenders, attenders. When I, I meet people and I say, we like your church. <laughs> they get me there at the church door. I do three, two services, three, one, whatever I do. And I said, oh, okay, they're attenders. Oh, we like your church. I said, wow. We like the stuff this church do, your church do. That's a tender. But what is a member? They say, Oh, our church. There's a difference from you and our. When somebody say, we're going to build, we going to do it. Not you going to do it. Or I going to do it. Then you know the difference between attenders and members. Attenders eat here, there, and everywhere. And like that one that I said, they do hopping. Like today, here, tomorrow, because the world, the difference between attenders and members is a word we hate, commitment. Attenders is like you want to have children with somebody and have 30 years, but you don't want to marry that person and you want to pack your bags whenever you can. That is just a tender because there's no commitment. But people who are committed... That's the difference between member and attending, between marriage and just shack up. <laughs> That's the difference. 
Oh, my word, I can see some people say, whoa, tonight is the most dangerous. When they say, our family, our church, let's use loft our our loft now. Oh, our building, our, our, what the, the, the staff are doing in our communities. Then you know, wow, this person's heart is there, connected. The scripture explains scripture. Scripture qualifies scripture. Let me land, please. So because I'm not going to get done with all of this. And uh, let me just land with this. We heard this morning that why do I need to be connected? It connect me to Christ's body. Ephesians 1, 22, 23, New Living Translation. God has put everything under the authority of Christ. And God gave him his authority for the benefit, or this authority for the benefit of his church, which, which is the body of Christ. Wow. Ephesians 4, 25b. In Christ's body, we are all connected to each other. Wow. <laughs> now let me take a deeper with another scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 to 5. Just as there are many parts to our bodies. Whoever lost a thumbnail, a toenail, that small little uh, toe in your shoe, that nail, you bump it, or you lost a finger, I lost part of my finger. You miss that body part. If your toenail hurts, somebody step and they're going to pull it off or it falls off. You miss your toenail when you look at that toe. You say, I want to hide it in the shoe. It looks ugly. Even your toenail is important. Every body part is important. Listen, and this is what Paul addressed now the church in Rome. He says, just as there are many parts to our body, so is it with Christ's body. We are all parts of it. And it takes every one of us, every one of us, to make it complete. For we each have different work to do. So we belong to each other. And each of us needs all others. <laughs> Let me get you to what he was writing to the church in, Col in Colossae. My word, Colossians chapter 2 verse 19. He says, they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. But we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews. And we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from God. So what's the benefit then of that? Listen, it connects me to the power of Jesus. You see, Satan's strategy is to disconnect you. Somebody say disconnect. Let me read to you a scripture. And let's land then. Let's land. Let's just stop here. This is a lot of meat on the bone. Because if the powerful church can move, nothing, it will be unstoppable. It's a giant that needs to rise up that say no longer we're going to be defeated, but we're going to change nations of the world. Proverbs chapter 18 is a powerful scripture to help you to understand why you cannot be disconnected. Because it described the, the way of if you disconnect yourself, where you're going to end. It says, 
He who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. I try to counsel people. People say, God told us it's not God. They say, who you think you are? I said, I am just a human being. But I said, in time will tell if you were right and I was wrong. And guess what? Not months later, they end up in the ditch and they no longer serve God and their marriages fall apart and they get hooked up. And so do you think God will lead you that way? No, lead you in truth. God is jealous over you. He wants you to excel and impact the world. You first willfully separate yourself. Then what happens? You're no longer teachable. He says, seeks his own desire. The key word for greatness, stay humble and stay teachable. I don't know it all. He says, and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. Second thing that happened, he becomes a self-confident fool, says verse 2. Has no delight in understanding, (laughs) but only in revealing his personal opinions and himself. I'm reading it from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1 and 2. So he first estranges himself, he's no longer open, he becomes a fool. Just want to say what he wants and what his idea is. I've learned that years ago. (laughs) If it's not God, if it's not Bible, it's not God. And then the third step he ends up, he becomes wicked. When the wicked comes into the depth of evil, he becomes a contemptuous despiser of all that is pure and good. And with inner baseness comes outer shame and reproach. That's how dangerous it is to separate yourself from Christ's body, from the local church. Oh, my word. Isn't that something? Jesus said, I am the true vine. John 15, 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you stay, hear the word, connected, connected to me and I'm connected to you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's the Bible, people. Now, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear a soft soap. I want to be tickled in my ear. Yeah, we can, but you will be limited in power and in demonstration. We need to see the fullness manifest through you and me. John 15, 4, Jesus, he says, a branch cannot produce any fruit by itself. It has to stay attached to the vine. In the same way, you cannot produce fruit unless you live in me. What is the benefit? I'm connect. It connects me to God's family. Now, he says, Romans 8, God's spirit joins himself to our spirit to declare that we are God's children. Well, Gustav, I haven't heard once about the church. (laughs) Paul wrote to Timothy 1, Timothy 3.15. I want you to know how people 
who are members of God's family must love. That's Paul telling Timothy. He said, God's family is the church. <laughs> God's family is what? The church. This is the thing, people. Because now I must understand I have a purpose and a function. The apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist is not a positional thing. It's a functional thing. Say function. Because every Dick, Tom, Harry, Sue, and Sally <laughs> are now the husband is the apostle, the wife is the prophet. Oh, and instead, it's, 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 it's a disaster. For them it means, you serve me. If you are a true father and a true mother of the Lord, fathers and mothers are not takers, they are givers. Be cautious. How will you know if somebody's a true father when he's a giver? How do you know if somebody is a true mother in the Lord when she's a giver? That's what we teach. They're not takers. This evil thing that goes on in the world and South Africa and the Western Cape is polluted with this. You must support me. You must give to me. And they're all big spiritual fathers. Fathers of what? Lose focus of what God wants to do. It's all about me, I, myself. I apologize that if you think, I'm, no, no, we must get the truth out because that the body of Christ can function as scripture and they will be unstoppable. Listen, Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm closing. Oh my, I'm so excited. Paul tells the Christians and he says, he says there's gifts given to the body. The apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, and shepherd. What's their function? He says to equip, verse 12, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. His consecrated people that they should do the work of ministering. <laughs> My word. Towards building up Christ's body the church, this was written to the local church in Ephesus, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and awe and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard heights of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. So then, we may no longer be children. Listen what happens. Tossed like ships to and fro between chants and <laughs> gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. The prey of the cunning and cleverness of the unscrupulous men. Gamblers engage in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, loving truly, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way in all things into him 
who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. For because of him, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied when each part, us now, with power adapted to its needs, it's working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. Isn't that amazing? You and my function is to build up Christ's body and together we can do it. Because you're not the nose, you're the small toe, you're just as important as my nose. You're a lover, you're important. You're more important than <laughs> the in parts and out parts are so important for the functioning of the body. Now everybody wants to be out of parts, nobody wants to, no, no, fulfill the function. What's the function? Go and make disciples, be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and show God what <laughs> you are through Christ and we are together. Show the world that Jesus Christ is alive. Because Jesus made a very interesting statement. And this is the last scripture with Psalm 92 that I'm closing. Matthew chapter 12, 30. He says, he who is not with me is against me. That word against the other translation says opposes me. Opposes the very reason Jesus came. And he said, and whoever does not gather, he scatters. So you're either a builder <laughs> or a demolisher. You're either for him or against him. And if I'm for him, I must find out. Matthew 6, 33. <laughs> Seek the kingdom. Do as God is doing it. Then I do it. Well, the Dutch reform and the AKS and the PPK and Lofdal and full gospel does it that way in 19 foot set. No, what does Jesus say? Isn't in the Bible. Let me close with something that will help you. And then we're done. We're going to pray. Psalm 92. I'm still in time. My word record. Psalm 92. Listen what it says. The uncompromising righteous, this is what God's desire for you, shall flourish like the palm tree. Be long-lived, statedly upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. That's verse 12. Verse 13. Planted in the house of the Lord. Wow. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. What? Did you hear the word planted? Did it say potted? There's a message I preach about. You're either a pot plant or you plant it in the house. Pot plants, you, they choose the soil and you can shift them. But they never grow to full potential. God wants us to grow to the full potential. Planted in the house, then you will flourish. Listen what he says. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality, and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. Oh, my, that means God will put you on display. 
Can you get that? As the light of the world and the salt of the earth for benefits if I'm planted. I will flourish in the house. I will grow. I will be fruitful. And I will, (laughs) listen, be fresh and not old and weary. You must be connected. It's connections that help us to change the world. God's not going to do it when the revival broke out in, in our church in June the 5th, 2013. That was for six and a half years. People flew in from all over the world. People take notice. They knew about this. God told me the end time of will be nameless and faceless. And if you want to be in what God wants us to do, then we need to be connected. Cannot be loose standing. You cannot say, well, I'm a heart. I don't belong to the body. You will die. That heart will rotten. Any body part, I chopped my finger off in the phone booth and I picked it up after the whole part. The bone was coming out and I took it and they couldn't sew it together. They want to amputate the rest of my finger many, many years ago, 1974. But I keep that part that was off in a tissue in my cupboard. One day I was smelling and I said, there's a dead rat somewhere here. That was not a rat. It was my finger that was disconnected from the body. Blood was not flowing. It couldn't live and it decayed. And that's what Jesus mentioned. We are a many-member body. Al Gustav, I still don't believe in the local church. Let me just hit the devil with a stick and we pray. Revelation, the book that everybody wants to preach now. Chapter 2, and that's good. Write to the angel, the messenger, the pastor, the leader of the assembly, the church in Ephesus. <laughs> One congregation. Well, they were only in houses. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in the temple and they were in houses. You need to belong to a body. You cannot make it on your own. Well, if you say, that's okay. We just need to go on and win the last for any cost and get the people. Because every time when he was speaking to a local church, he says, write to the angel. And the instruction was for that congregation. Oh, my word. <laughs> write to the angel, the messenger of the assembly, the church in Sardis. Right to the next one. You must be connected. It brings stability. It lets you grow. It protects you. We are a family. <laughs> it helps you to develop spirit, soul, and body to be a giant, to complete the works of Jesus, who's the head of the church, and we part of his body. Well, I belong to the Global Invisible Church. I told somebody, get the Global Invisible Pastor to bury you. Because if you don't belong, you know, all these Christianese, charismatic, crazy cliches, that's not going to help to win the battle. You are in a war. Be strong in the Lord by being connected. Build a strong spirit. Build a strong mind, a soul, and a body. 
Paul strong financially by putting God first and become a generous lover of God by giving God's nature and build strong by being connected. It's the connections that helped me that when I was connected in my weakest moment that helped me to become strong again. We love you. Gustav the Toy Loftal International. Maybe you don't know Jesus and right now my word people are tuning in and you say Jesus I hear the word. I need that Lord because it's only you and the church that can give me what I need. Nothing else. Jesus the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I acknowledge that I come short of the glory of God. And I call upon the name of the Lord right now. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life from this day on, Lord. I'm going to serve you. I'm not going to only be a church member. We need to. But I'm going to explain and display Jesus by telling other people, hallelujah. To be connected and be loved and do mighty works for Jesus, the army of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Maybe you watch and, and, and people watch all over, like I said, and you're not connected. You must get connected. If it's not loft, I'll go where the word is preached and the message of faith, the just shall live by faith, and where they can equip you for the work of the ministry by making disciples and win the lost. I can give you wherever you ask me. We can help you and be led by the Spirit and be planted in the house because God never makes mistakes. God don't lead you here and there and everywhere and then you say, no, God changed his mind. That's not God. Be connected. Be Spirit-led. Those who are led by the Spirit are called the sons and daughters of God. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've heard the word and tonight I commit I realized commitment was the problem. I commit, Lord, to you and to your divine order because you told Joshua, if you meditate the word, don't let the word apart out of your mouth, then you will make wise decisions. Hallelujah. And you will be unstoppable. Lord, I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm going to help to do, complete the works of Jesus on the face of the earth by winning the lost for any cost. Make them disciples that we can populate heaven and plunder hell in Jesus' name from this night on. Amen. We love you. What an honor to serve you. And God bless you. Tomorrow morning, the keys of faith. And tomorrow night, the Zoom prayer meetings and this meeting's prayer time going on. And connect and pray. But we're not called only to pray. We're called to go and make disciples too. <laughs> And be something and don't neglect the gathering of the saints. Put your, make an effort by word to serve God, love God, and become less that Jesus can be more. Then next weekend we go on. Keep on praying for us. Keep on praying for Louisiana. And keep on praying that God will set people free and deliver them. You are the champion of the Lord and we love you. Gustav, the toy, maybe said it, from Loftal International, Western Cape, South Africa. Until next time, tomorrow. <laughs>